Welcome to season number four of the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. So if you're tired of listening to big banks and broke people on how to live a mediocre financial life, this is a place for you. To find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the money misfit, Jamar Dupas. This is episode number 62. Big six dudes. And today, y'all know what we do. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, it's the middle of the year. We're about six months in. We've got about six months to go. So this is the mid-year checkup. Today, we're going to give you some ideas, some things to look at. We're going to look at your goals that you may have set for yourself early on in the year, or maybe goals that you didn't set for yourself, <laughs> maybe some systems you could have probably followed, what things you want to check up on your own household financially so you can make sure you finish off the year strong and even better yet, run into 2018 even stronger. Yeah, that's right. We're already thinking about 2018, but just for broad overview. So not too many details today, but I think it's going to be helpful to help you jog your memory about how to check up on the things that you need to check up on when it comes to your finances. For those of you who's your first time tuning in, welcome. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. We talk about personal finance as it relates to real life, how you can actually use finances functionally in your own life to go and do the things you want to do with your own life, with your own ideas, with your own money practically. And that's what we talk about here. Uh, and so speaking of good news, um, I've had a few people asking me, hey, what's going up with the family? How's the new baby? What's going on? Yada, yada, yada. So first of all, thank you. Thank you for checking up on me. Uh, baby is doing good. Uh, we are almost at the two month mark or have we reached two months? We probably reached two months by the time you're listening to this recording. I just had a house full of people. I had some family come down. My wife's sisters come down and we had an amazing time. I went down to some water parks, spent like a million dollars, but we had a ton of fun. The kids had a ton of fun. Uh, it was all around just a good time. So uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. A little sleep deprived, but you know, that's normal for those of you who are, who are young parents. Just know I'm in the trenches with you, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you're not alone and you're not the first. If this is your first baby, you're not the first ones to go through it. We have survived it. This is my fourth go around. So uh, and people have been doing it for Tens of thousands of years before us. So hang on there. Things get better. I promise. So, yeah, that's the good news uh, on my end. And to add on top of that, good news, because y'all know I love good news, right? I don't I really don't want to hear nothing about no bad news. To be honest with you, I love me some good news. But on that note, we got a brand new review or new review to you that I'm going to read. And this one is from the Credit Paramedic. Isn't that awesome? Y'all need to Google that, look that, look her up. I, I know who she is because she's uh, she's awesome at what she does, and she's a supporter of the show. 
and I appreciate it. And this is her review that she writes. The title of it is My Favorite Podcast Ever. Listen, if you ever want to get cool points with me, stroke my ego a little bit, talk about how great the podcast is, and you will forever be a friend to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, it says, thank you so much. As a credit specialist, I do so much self-educating and studying, and your podcast has been the icing on the cake to just make things more simple or clear up certain things that I have about that I have been researching. I have a lot of aha moments while listening to the podcast. This information has blessed me and my clients, and I tell everybody, it's an all caps, y'all, everybody about the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time and attention towards a much needed area of improvement in our community. Well, thank you, ma'am. That is the credits, the credit paramedic. Y'all need to look her up on Facebook, look her up on Instagram, Google, get with her, especially if you need somebody to hold your hand uh, when it comes to the credit repair. Because I know a lot of y'all have uh, reached out. Uh, and ask me if I actually do credit repair. I do not. <laughs> okay. I'll teach you how to do it all day long, but I'm not going to do it for you. Right. I got, I got too much on my plate already. So I'm going to keep it like that. But if you want somebody that can help you hold your hand and walk you through that stuff, uh, the credit paramedics, she'll handle that for you. Uh, and, and there's a lot of great people out there that do credit repair. Right. So, uh, I can't vet them all. Um, but that's, that's one avenue to go, right? Because credit is important. And if you do any work with me, if you've been to any of my boot camps, if you, if you've done any one-on-one stuff with me, uh, you know how I feel about credit, right? And how you can use it as a powerful tool, uh, to not only, uh, you know, just get better deals on things when you're borrowing money, but to pay down debt a whole lot faster and have better rates. And, and yeah, I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> y'all know how I feel about credit. So, uh, thank you so much uh, uh, for that review. And if you want to leave me a view, review, please do so. Uh, the more reviews that we get, the more exposure that we get. Every time we get a review, it seems like our numbers just bump up uh, maybe by a few extra hundred people uh, a week. And that helps a whole lot. And we're at a few hundred, few thousand people a week right now as far as downloads are concerned on the show. So we're growing and we're continuing to expand. So thank you so much for everybody who's listening and supporting the show. But with that being said, let's get on with it. Let's talk about how do you how do you know you're in the right place? You're six months in. What are you looking for? What do you need to look at? Uh, and what do you need to do to plan moving forward and how to set yourself up uh, for finishing off the year uh, pretty strong? Right. So one of the first things that I think everybody should do when you're looking at that mid year checkup is to check back in with your goals. Right. Did you set goals at the beginning of the year, right? Did you have your New Year's resolutions? Did you resolve to get things uh, resolved in your life, right? Uh, if you did those things, how are you doing on that? Did you quit already? Hmm? Did you give up after the first three weeks, seven weeks as the average is? Or did you go be up beyond that? Are you the above average person, right? Remember the episode we talked about the the expensive cost of, of being average, right? The heartbreaking cost of being average. We don't want to be average. We want to be well above average people. You've already proven that because you're listening to something like this. So I don't have to worry about that with you. But uh, how are you doing on your on your goals? Did you achieve your goals by this point? Are you still on the way? Um, those are the type of things that I like to look at, see uh, how I'm doing on my personal goals, right? Um, and then not only just the goals themselves, but what type of systems do I have in place uh, to help me achieve those goals? Because a lot of times people achieve goals 
And once they've achieved them, the thrill is gone after that. Right. So it's not about necessarily achieving the goal, because even once you achieve the goal, there's always another level. But if you can get to your get to the point to where you're setting up systems and maybe the goal is to create new habits. Those are the type of things that are more fulfilling and that will actually allow you to achieve your goals faster and be more consistent. But we'll probably talk about that on another uh, podcast or something like that. But if you did not achieve your goals, right, especially your financial goals, uh, why not? Right. Write this down. Why didn't you? What were the obstacles in your way? Uh, if you recall, uh, when I posted uh, Mr. Manitier's um, VIP financial workshop, if you have not listened to that, make sure you head over to the website, yourmoneyright.com. Log in. If, you, if you're not a misfit, join the misfits, log in and you will see the uh, workshop is right there in your back office. Go through that if you have not. Uh, if you found that you're not where you want to be, uh, go through it again. I go through it every couple of months anyway, just because it's good to have that refresher to make sure I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. So go back through that. I'll put a link to the show notes uh, on that as well. But go back through that. But if you remember going through it, he talks about you want to write down the obstacles, the things that can stop you from achieving your goals. Did you run into any of that? Or if you did go through this workshop, were you prepared for those obstacles that got in your way? Right. Um, I know for me, we had quite a few obstacles that came in our way uh, this year that we weren't necessarily expecting. Right. We were expecting a baby to come. Right. So there was going to be a large outlay of cash uh, for the baby. We already had kind of been planning for that anyway, because, you know, you got nine months once you know, you know, you got a baby anyway. So we already knew that we were going to have uh, we need to put money aside for that. But one of the things that was not expected was that we're going to come out two thousand dollars to for car repairs. Right. Um, those are some of the things that kind of uh, got in our way. Uh, but we didn't really it didn't really stop us. It just kind of was like, oh, I got to take care of this. Right. It was an annoyance more than anything, because, like I said, we were, we're kind of prepared for it and uh, prepared for certain things. We have an account for contingencies for things like that to happen. It still hurt because it came out all at the same time <laughs> that I had to pay, you know, for the, the medical care for my wife and her prenatal care and the baby being born. It was all like within that first, like they were all within a few weeks of each other. So it was like thousands of dollars, just like bam, bam, bam. So it stings. Even when you're prepared, it stings. And and I don't wish it on nobody, but uh, we were prepared for it. But it's something that we had written down because we've been, I've been through, we've been through it where, you know, you, you're chugging along and you're moving real nice and then just pow, something happens, right? Murphy jumps in, right? The enemy jumps in. Something happens where you need to come off some money, right? And if you're not prepared for that, if you haven't been thinking about that, it could really hurt you. Me, it was more like a, a jab to the kidneys, right? And I just kind of took it. It still hurt. I didn't like it, but I kept going, kept chugging forward. Um, but if you did uh, run into some obstacles this year when it comes to your goals, how did you handle it, right? Did you take the time to actually process it? Uh, is this something that you should expect to come back around next year or maybe the year after? Will it be something that will be a regular occurrence that maybe you haven't really thought about because it's not necessarily a monthly bill, so to speak? It's not something that happens very regularly, uh, so it's easy for you to forget about. If that, those are things are the case, you want to make sure you write those things down so you're at the top of your mind so you can at least be thinking about that as you move forward. Uh, because if it is going to be back next year, maybe you need to start thinking about it and planning for it now. Uh, when it comes to your finances, 
uh, for example, uh, your maybe your HOA dues are, are due uh, at the beginning of the year or in the mid, middle of spring or something like that, and you weren't really ready for it, and then you had to kind of write a check or you had to pay some money out, put it on a credit card when you quite wasn't ready. Uh, those are the type of things. We talked about this before, gotcha bills, right? Are those gotcha bills jumping up on you? And we're going to talk a little bit about more about gotcha bills later in this show. Um, but how will you prepare? What are you What are you going to do now? You've got through the first six months. How do you grade yourself? You give yourself an A, a B, or C, and it's only based on you, right? What how you feel like you've done? How you feel? How's your peace around your own personal finances? Do you still feel stressed, right? Do you feel still feel like you don't know where your money is going? Do you still feel like uh, you and your your spouse are not on the same page, right? What's the big What's the big rock that you need to tackle moving forward? Uh, so many times people try to tackle all of their financial problems at one point, right? Maybe you need to sit down and focus on the next big rock and just get that thing, right? So when I think about these things, one of the things I do is I think about if I do this one thing, how will it affect the other things? So I'm looking to push over the biggest do- domino, right? The first domino that will set all the rest of my dominoes in in order to start falling down, so I don't go to the end of the line of the domino and knock down that one domino. I try to knock down a domino that's at the beginning of the line. So when I knock that down, it knocks down a bunch of other dominoes with it, right? So I just killing more birds with one stone um, than if I would have done it otherwise. Those are the things that I'm thinking about personally when I'm thinking about my goals and the big rocks in my life. If you don't know what I'm talking about, head back to that episode when we talk about the big rocks uh, and you will know exactly what I'm talking about there, especially when it comes to priorities, right? So, um, knowing those things, knowing how will you prepare, how you, how will you recover if you didn't do very well, right? So one of the things that I did knowing that we were, there's a lot of things that we want to accomplish coming this year is I actually got another part-time, I got a part-time job, right? I don't work a whole lot because y'all know me, um, and maybe I'll talk about the things, the criteria that I think about when I pick up extra work or extra employment. But I picked up a part time job. Why did I pick up a part time job? Well, I knew with my current income and what I wanted to do with the podcast and the time that I had and where a new baby was coming and things like that, that um, there's some things that I, I like I said, I know how to make some extra money. Right. But some of the things that I make extra money takes up a lot of time. But I knew that with the, the new baby was coming, the cash outlays, we're going to have a big summer. We've got a whole lot of stuff planned for the summer. I got a whole lot of stuff planned for the, the podcast as far as new equipment, new videos. We're going to be revamping the website, uh, new, new everything, right? It's all these things that, that is coming new. And since I don't really make any money from the podcast itself, uh, this was kind of the way that I need to, to do that, right? Um, so those are one of the things I knew because I saw some obstacles that would be in the way. My uh, income that I make as a firefighter was not going to be enough. And the little money that we were making for the boot camps was not going to be enough because the boot camps I, I found took more out of me uh, than I thought. I knew uh, I wasn't going to be able to do that every weekend like I initially thought I was going to be able to do. So it's probably going to be once or twice a season. Right. Because there is a lot of work that goes into it and then putting it down and then the follow up process and all that good stuff. So uh, those are the things I saw obstacles in the way. So I had to do something about it. Right. Uh, So now you want to think about that with your own self. If you knew you had some obstacles that got in the way or you just discovered some obstacles got in the way, 
How do you prepare to finish off the second half of the year so you can recover from those setbacks or make sure that those setbacks don't setbacks that are coming in the future don't slow you down at all that you keep on chugging because the second half of the year is an expensive year, right? Because it's all the holidays come through, right? All the expensive holidays. Uh, Some people are still paying for the last year's holidays, right? If you put all that stuff on credit cards, but think about this, you still got the second half of summer, right? The kids are probably just now getting out of school. So you're really kind of getting into the groove of the summertime, right? So now if you got kids, you got kids at your house, uh, that means if they're at your house more often, then you got more utilities. If you live in a hot climate like we do down in Houston, that AC is pumping, pumping harder than it is than it did before. So your light bill, your electric bill is going to be uh, more expensive. Maybe your food bill is going to be more expensive because now you got these crumb snatches in your house going in and out of your refrigerator, going in and out of your house, eating up all your food. Maybe you got some neighbor's kids that be coming to your house. Maybe like me, we had family. We had like 10 extra people in our house. Or for a week, so you have to feed those people, you know, that type of thing. We ate out more. We went to water park down at Schlitterbahn. Um, I think we spent like three, four hundred dollars just in tickets alone, just get in the thing, you know. So those are the things you want to be thinking about uh, just for the summertime. Swimming lessons, we're going to be putting our kids in swimming lessons, or they, they're going to have swimming lessons this year. Uh, grandparents are coming down, uh, so we're probably going to uh, we're going to go to a hotel for like a week. Uh, and we're going to be on the beach and we're probably going to do another water park. Then you got back to school and then back to school. You got maybe birthdays or anniversaries and, you know, back to school clothes. And then you got Thanksgiving and Halloween and Christmas. It's an expensive time of the year. If you kind of struggle through the first half of the year, what will you do different to make sure the second half of the year goes smoothly? And now I'm not saying that you need to spend a bunch of money, Right. You probably should not necessarily spend a bunch of money. I am not a big fan of spending a bunch of money. Like I like to spend money because I love getting experiences. I love to show my family things and my my children experiences, things like that. But wherever I can save money, I save money. I don't spend money on things that don't bring any value in my life. That's that's one of the ways that I save money on a permanent basis. Um, But, you know, we don't really do big extravagant birthdays. Right. So I don't go all out for birthdays. Uh, I don't go all out like Halloween and stuff like that. We don't really participate in that type of thing. Even to be honest with you, in Christmas, we don't really do a bunch of Christmas gifts and stuff like that. We try to do a project or two or maybe one gift, give the kids a gift that they can keep, a gift that they have to give away or get to give away, those type of things. So we kind of save money on that. And I don't necessarily participate in the secret Santas uh, and stuff like that, where you kind of feel pressured to have to buy gifts for people that, you know, I, I just don't like participating in that type of stuff. So those are the kind of ways that I save money. But at the same time, I still spend a bunch of money. As you can probably hear, we've already spent a bunch of money and, and summer is just starting. Uh, so what would you be doing different the second half of the year to make sure you're rolling smoothly? Uh, check on your credit, right? Maybe you pulled your credit reports already at the beginning of the year. Maybe you may want to pull them again. Uh, if you haven't set yourself up to get alerts and things like that, when you have, uh, you know, when you have changes to your credit report, uh, get with, uh, the, the credit paramedic, right? Get with her. If you, if you're completely unfamiliar with, with, par- with your credit or you want somebody to walk your hand, walk with you hand in hand to get your credit right. This is a good time of the year to check on that because you, you, you really want to check on at least twice a year at the very minimum once a year. Cause remember, you can get a free credit report 
from each of the credit bureaus every year from annualcreditreport.com. If you hadn't pulled yours in the past 12 months, go make sure you get that pulled. If you have pulled it and maybe you want to pull another one, you can do that. And you can also use free services like creditkarma.com and and a lot of times your credit card companies now are giving you, they won't give you a credit report, they'll give you credit scores. And I'm not too worried about your credit scores. It's your credit report that's important uh, this time of the year because you want to make sure you don't have any errors on it and stuff like that. And then along that is what plan do you have to go moving forward to improve your credit, especially if you're getting ready to buy a house or you look into do some refinancing because maybe you want to move around some debt and, and find a better better ways to, to pay off your debt, that type of thing. Uh, what are some ways you can improve your credit score? So give yourself a plan on that. We got several episodes about credit and what it really actually means about credit because uh, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And y'all know who I am about misconceptions and trying to bring out the truth. So check on that. Uh, taxes. Right. We've talked about taxes, 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 taxes extensively. Taxes are your biggest expense, whether you believe it or not. We as Americans spend more money on taxes than we do food, clothing and housing combined. That is the truth. That is the facts. Right. So how did you do on your taxes last year? Did you get a big refund this year? If you did, I'm going to slap you across your wrist. Right. Because you know how I feel about that. And having a big refunds don't do you any favors. The only people you're doing favors is the government. You're giving them a tax-free, you're giving them an interest-free loan for, for however long you're doing it, for a whole year, and then they're just giving you your money back. And if you have debt, if you're paying interest, if you're paying late fees, if you're paying convenient fees on anything, and you're and you're getting big refunds, you're hurting yourself on both ends. Not only do you not get your money to, to utilize and live life today, but not having that money today to pay off that debt is costing you more interest than it needs to be. Right. If you get a six thousand dollar tax refund every year, if you adjust that, that is five hundred dollar a month pay raise you can give yourself without asking your boss. Five hundred dollars a month if you get a three thousand dollar tax refund that is two hundred and fifty dollars a month that you are giving away for nothing could you be out of debt if you pay two hundred fifty dollars a month on some credit cards or some student loans could you have cut down what it's going to cost you maybe we need to talk about how much debt actually costs when you defer your payments We'll have to do a show on that uh, because I don't think people really understand the significance of compounding when it comes to the interest rates that we pay on our loans that we have, our car notes, our student loans, our mortgages, all that good stuff. We're going to have to do a show on that. But uh, there's two things. There's two tools we've talked about before. Uh, one tool that I use is called TaxCaster. Uh, it's by TurboTax um, and no affiliation. But you can go on there and, and type in your numbers, type in your income uh, type in what's on your paycheck stubs, how much have been been withheld so far this year. You can put how many dependents you have, how many people you plan to, to claim. It's a real quick app and it'll give you an estimate of what type of refund that you're going to have or if you would have a refund next year. If it's going to be real big or you find that you're off track, you may need to make some adjustments. The most accurate way to make the adjustments is go to the IRS website, irs.gov and search for the W4 uh, calculator. And what that does is you can put in your numbers and all that good stuff. And it'll tell you how many exemptions that you need to claim uh, on your uh, W-4 form uh, at work. 
If you've never changed your W-4 form at work and you, you notice that they take a bunch of money out, and especially if you got a bunch of kids, and especially if you're getting these big tax refunds, that's where your problem is, right? It's the your W-4 has not been adjusted probably since you got hired, right? You probably had about two, three, four, five kids since then. You probably got married, probably had some things that have changed. And if you have not changed your W-4 form since then, and you're getting these big tax refunds, you need to make that adjustment so you can start getting your money in your paychecks now because you don't want to be spending money on late fees, convenient fees, and extra interest that they're charging you because you're behind on your bills or you can't catch up. Most people, all they need is a couple of hundred dollars a month. Uh, I can't remember exactly what I read it, but I'll have to try to look it up. Maybe if I find out, put it in the show notes where they were saying the, the, uh, the average person that went bankrupt, if they had an extra 300 and something dollars a month, they would have avoided bankruptcy. Right. And think about that. An extra three to $400 a month, 200 to $400 a month. And the average tax refund for a person is $3,500 a year for a household that's six to $7,000. Right. Couldn't avoid it. They could have avoided bankruptcy if they wouldn't have been letting the government take that money out of their paycheck every month. Right. So check on that. Your taxes, how you're doing. Uh, The other part about taxes is have you started a business yet? Right. Have you started a little side gig or something that will help you uh, cut down on some of your tax expenses? We've talked about this before. Uh, As an employee, you are the highest tax person in the country. But as an employee with a side business. You got some great benefits that other people do not have and tax benefits are great to have. So look on that. Uh, We talked about this earlier, but gotcha bills. What are some of those bills that came up this year that caught you off guard? It was like, gotcha. Right. You wasn't ready for Uh, one of those things that are notorious to getting people is the yearly registrations on your vehicle. Right. Or the, the inspections on your vehicle. Uh, what about your homeowner's insurance? You forget about that. The taxes, your homeowners, uh, your, uh, your property taxes, right? What about dues? If you're in a fraternity, sorority, if you're in any type of group, uh, what about dues, your HOA fees? What about that Amazon prime membership, right? What about, um, a credit card free? Maybe you have a credit card that has an annual fee and you wasn't ready for it. It was a hundred dollars or $50 or whatever it is. What are those gotcha bills that, that snuck up on you this year? And how can you make sure you look ahead over the next six months to the next 12 months so you can plan for those so they don't catch you off guard again? All right. Birthdays, anniversaries that always pop up. We talked about this before Christmas, back to school again, summer expenses. Uh, do you, maybe you need to, uh, refinance on some things, you know, a lot of times refinancing ain't free. Maybe you have to pay up some money out of pocket to refinance and that type of thing. These are those, um, these are those gotcha bills that, uh, that can come up on you. Uh, if you've gotten a pay raise recently, right? Have you made your adjustments to your retirement accounts or made your ad- adjustments to your savings rates, things like that? You want to check on those things as well. If you're married, uh, do you have a, a love envelope, right? This is an envelope that talks about what happens if you pass away. Uh, what do you, what do you do? How do they know if you have life insurance, right? Which is one of those gotcha bills too, because especially if you pay annually, if you have life insurance and something were to happen to you, does your wife know where to go? Does she even know how to make a claim? Does she even know what company that you're with? Those type. And, and I'm guilty about this too, that it is not clear cut. Uh, written down exactly. Okay, here's go to do this and all that stuff. One, because I've never had to file a life insurance claim, so <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with that. But 
you know, procrastination, right? We, we've all been there. Life's been happening and things like that. So that's why I'm having these, this type of episode, just kind of maybe jog your memory and maybe wake you up to some things that uh, you've been putting off, right? Or maybe you haven't even thought about it all. Um, so uh, what do you do now that it, maybe you felt like this year's not been going as planned, right? Maybe you felt like this year uh, you're way behind on your goal. All right. Do you change your goals? Do you just scratch them? Do you just wait for next year to start? Uh, absolutely not. Number one, uh, don't change your goals. Your goals are what you want to see accomplished. But maybe you change your perspective. Right. Uh, instead of uh, looking at the goal itself, look at the processes we touched on earlier. Look at the processes that will help you achieve your goals. Right. So say, for instance, somebody wants to lose uh, 50 pounds in a year. Right. So you can focus on the 50 pounds or you can focus on things that will help you lose the 50 pounds. So the the goal is to lose the 50 pounds, but you focus on the processes that will help you lose the 50 pounds. For example, um, every time uh, the new hour comes around, you stand up out of your chair, right? Maybe you set an hourly alarm on your phone and while you're sitting at at your desk at work, you set an alarm and every time, say two o'clock comes around, one o'clock, three o'clock on the hour, you stand up and you do some stretching or you take a lap around the office or you take a break or you jog in place or you do 10 push-ups or whatever it may be. You make the process itself the goals because Doing those things will inevitably get you the body that you're looking for, will get you to losing your 50 pounds or get you to fitting in that dress or to get you to whatever the case may be. Right. Maybe you want to make a habit of looking at your money every week. Right. Something you maybe avoided. Right. So every time you get a paycheck, it's, you trigger something in you that I'll look over my money and make sure I reconcile my bank accounts. Maybe you want to do that. Right. Maybe that's uh, something that's that you may want to do. Those are the type of things I'm talking about. So you don't necessarily focus on the end result, but the processes that help you get there because it's all about the strategy, right? It's all about the strategy uh, and, and the process, the journey that it takes you to get to that point. Because what happens is if you set a goal in the future, you have this big gap between not having achieved the goal and goal achievements somewhere in the distant future. And what happens is you experience failure over and over and over and over and over and over and over again within that gap. Does that make sense? That gap from when you set the goal until the goal is achieved, there's this huge gap of a constant feedback loop of failure. I haven't reached my goal yet. I haven't reached my goal yet. I haven't reached my goal yet. And what that does, that drives you backwards. Right. It puts a negative connotation to that goal. And what happens, you struggle through that and you're dependent on willpower the entire time or motivation. And those things wear down. They wear off. Right. And then you finally achieve the goal. And then when you achieve the goal, you get this high for a minute and then the high is gone away. Right. Instead. Maybe you want to focus on the things that get you the daily habits on a daily basis, right? Yes, I just did my 10 push-ups. And see, what happens is you get a positive feedback loop on, on the way there. We talked about this where we talked about, you know, traditional finance advice will say, hey, you need to have six to 12 months of living expenses in a bank account. Well, how do I heck do I get to six months? I'm trying to get to a week, 
right? I'm trying to even, I'm trying to hold on to some of my paycheck for more than a few hours. What do you mean six to 12 months in the bank, right? So if you set that goal, oh, I want 12 months of living expenses, that's a whole lot of time for a lot of people to experience failure over and over and over again. But if you lock them down in baby steps that we talk about, the Sprint 100, can you get to $100? Yes, go get that $100, right? And then you want to go to 250 or get whatever your lowest deductible is. We've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go through the whole scenario, but we give you checkpoints and, and, and incremental steps to achieve to get that positive feedback. And when you get that positive feedback, you start to feel good about the goal itself. You start to feel good not just about the goal, but also the process. And the process is what's important because the process builds the character. Right. And when you get to the goal, you're going to blow right through it. Right. You it really won't be that. It won't matter much to you either way. Right. So you might as well feel good on the way there, because once you achieve the goal, that high is only going to last for so long anyway. Right. So feel good on the way there. That'll actually help you get there faster with better momentum and it'll help you go past and blow through that particular goal. So that's what you want to do. Don't get down on yourself if you haven't gotten to where you want to get to this time of the year you just it's halftime baby the game ain't over with yet we still got a whole nother second half to go right uh so just learn from your mistakes figure out those things that have gotten in your way what are those obstacles that got in your way those things that tried to slow you down how can you prepare for those things coming in the future how can you take some of the things we talked about already those gotcha bills and get ready for them how can you keep them at the front of your mind so you don't forget them those are the, the tactical things that you can work on that's personal to everybody. Now, we teach some of those things. We teach uh, that in the boot camp. We will be having another boot camp. We're shooting for July 15th, right? I will send out an email uh, to, for those uh, who are interested in that. If you're not on the email list, make sure you get on the email list. And that's the pretty much the only way you're going to know how to get to the link. You won't be able to find a link from the website. You'll have to get on the email list and you have to actually open the emails when I send them to you. Sometimes they do go to the spam folder. Why? Because I talk about money, right? And because I talk about money, you know, those are things that are notorious to be going to the spam folder. So make sure you're looking in your spam folder. One of the best ways to make sure that my emails don't go to your spam folder is to open them, right? And then reply to them if I ask a question, right? Especially if you've gotten to, and I've gotten quite a few, thank you everybody who's been replying back uh, with the Jumpstart email course. Uh, and many of us have been going back and forth and, and I've loved hearing about y'all stories and stuff like that. It's been a real blessing to me, but if you haven't replied to any of those things or any of my emails, then what will happen is eventually they'll just kind of go into spam or to the promotions folder, uh, and stuff like that. And you eventually just stop seeing them. Cause that's just kind of how things work these days. Uh, but anyway, but that's all I got today. Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that, that'll help you jog your memory and help you kind of, uh, Set your set your foot down and figure out how you've been doing, because I don't the worst part about this thing is when you go a long period of time, you don't realize you've been going in the wrong direction. And I hope that uh, these weekly podcasts and these these biannual checkups will kind of help you chin check you a little bit to make sure like, hey, don't fall asleep on this thing. Right. Because if you if you handle your money casually, your money will end up being a casualty. And you'll have a life that you don't really want, right? You'll look up 10, 15 years down the road and you'll be depressed because you're like, I'm not where I want to be financially. I'm not where I should be financially. And if that's you today, don't worry about it, but do something about it, right? Because now is the time. Life, even at its longest, is too short 
And if you don't get your money right, somebody else will get your money, right? Right. So that's what I got. Thank you so much for listening. If you've not joined us on the Facebook group, head over to Facebook Facebook group. Come say hi. Uh, introduce yourself to the family and all that good stuff. Uh, and also remember, please, please, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, that helps so much to get the expansion of the show and all that good stuff. And lastly, again, if you're not on the email list, get on the email list. We're going to be shooting for the next boot camp. The boot camp is done live, right? If you don't show up live, you don't get the information. Uh, but we'll be shooting for July 15th, sometime in the afternoon. We'll see how it goes, right? But I'll let everybody know the details on that in the email. So look out for that. And again, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I love you and God bless. MPS. MPS. Said we're talking about money, 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 cash, cash, cash. I said we're talking about money.